Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Diana Moret. Diana, you are the chief profit, is it the chief profit officer at the at the uh, business profit coach? You're found on the web at dianamoret.com and that's M-I-R-E-T.com. Diana, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Josh. This is such an amazing opportunity. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, also a fellow Floridian down the coast. So we were just uh, each kind of expressing our delight as uh, others report on, you know, by the time this airs, you know, this this will be have been a thing of the past. But, you know, other folks in the north are, you know, stepping through a lot of snow and slush and sleet and ice and you and I are, well, it's in the mid 80s today. <laughs> That's right. And we get to live where everyone else gets to vacation. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Not okay, bad. so tell me about Diana the work that you do at the Business Profit Consultancy. Josh, I love what I do because the reason why is the work that I do is I help small to medium business owners understand, navigate and get a hold of their numbers, but the numbers are just the beginning. The numbers tell me what could possibly be wrong. And then the fun begins. So I love to take apart someone's numbers and find what needs to be fixed and then put my other skills to work, which are processing, re-engineering and project management for execution into play. Yeah. Um, so Diana, um, so let's say that you're meeting with a CEO and kind of going over the numbers. Um, how many different answers can there be other than, well, go out and make some more sales? Oh, you know what? I love that you asked that because that is not always the right answer. I hate to tell you, Josh, because mm. here's the thing. There's a thing called stability. Growing when you're not stable is not a good thing because it actually makes you implode. So sales are good. Sales solve a lot of problems. However, here's the thing. There's drivers to sales or revenue, I should say. There's drivers to sales and revenue. There's drivers to profit and there's drivers to cash flow. So I don't just say, yeah, let's make more sales. That'll solve all our problems. We break it down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when you break it down, uh, uh, so I guess, would you, as in your role, I, I wonder how operational you can get. So for example, um, if the answer is something other than, we'll just go sell more. Um, you know, what, what other, where, where might that conversation also lead to um, where, where it, you know, or I guess the questions that you might ask to uncover some of these other hidden uh, gremlins in the, in the operations or in the systems or in the marketing. 
you have, that's, that's exactly what I love to do. So that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, we were hired by a roofing company and they are not doing well cash flow wise. So the easy answer is, of course, how can we sell more? Well, mm-hmm. let's, I don't take that for granted. So we started digging in, digging in, and us accountant types love to look at ratios and how things are going. And all of a sudden, I started to see a few things that didn't make sense, especially in the areas of their inventory. So I was like, "Mm, tell me about your inventory process. Mm, Tell me a little bit more about how, within 45 minutes, Josh, I'd identified three revenue drains Mm -hmm. that had nothing to do with sales that was draining their profitability and the way they were quoting things and the way they were pricing things and the way they were doing things just from a process perspective did not allow them to fully maximize the money they were making. They were making great money. They were not keeping great money. And there's a big difference. Yeah. And, and when you, which uh, Diana, who do you typically work with? Uh, like what, what's going on in their business What size company, you know, what, mm-hmm. what might they be experiencing that might indicate to them they're overdue to have a conversation with you with a fractional CFO. Yeah. So generally the, in order to, you know, to really serve with this kind of expertise, our, um, our target market is really, businesses that are over a million to, you know, five to 10 million in annual sales. But when are they overdue? Well, there's a couple of things that happen. Number one, they're making a million dollars worth of sales and they don't have enough cash to make payroll. That's a good indication. You might mm. want to talk to a fractional CFO. Number two, I'm making a million dollars in sales and I'm not paying myself very much. Number three, I'm making a million or more in sales, but um, like cash is is hard to find. I can't seem to pay my 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 vendors. My vendors are waiting for their money, and they're not they're not happy about me. That's something called cash conversion cycle, which we look at. So there's all kinds of factors that could drive them. Mm-hmm. They're usually overworked, very tired, trying to clone themselves and selling more. They're getting the picture. Selling more is not solving their problem. (laughs) That's their first indication. (laughs) Yeah. You, uh, to our listener right now, you deserve to to have a very profitable business. And I would argue you have a moral obligation to be very profitable. Um, What what are your thoughts on, on, on that kind of concept? So I'm a big proponent of Mike McAlevitz's Profit First, and I believe very strongly that you can make profit from day one. You can make profit all the time. You need to learn how to manage yourself. And and it's basically the envelope system that our great-grandparents worked on, right? If I great-grandpa would get paid and bring the money home and money would go into these little envelopes and this much went to rent and this much went to food. And then you spent that. Okay. That's what you had to spend. You couldn't go and find more until grandpa got paid again. Right. Mm. Same concepts work for all businesses. If you put money in the right envelopes (laughs) and spend what you've got to spend, you will be profitable. So I'm, I have a very small company myself. I do that. I put money in my profit envelope. I put money in my owner's comp 
compensation envelope. I put money in my tax envelope so that I don't scramble at the end of the year to write my tax check because a lot of business owners go into debt or on their credit cards just to meet their tax obligation. And that's just coming up around the corner. And that's another thing that is a good thing to know when you need to talk to a CFO. If you are going to scramble to pay your tax bill, you need to talk to somebody. Yeah. So that's a, a clear indicator. But yeah, absolutely. We can be profitable from day one and should be. So I, I struggle with this and I'm still trying to wrap my brain around profit okay. first, right? And so let's say I say, okay, I uh, just got paid from a client. I'm going to take uh, you know 15% of that. Now I'm going to pay me. And then payroll happens later on in the week. And I'm like, shoot, uh, looks like I don't have enough money. Uh, you know, in the account, I got to take that back out of the envelope. And yeah, I, so I don't get it. Like if there's, if there's not enough money, I don't understand how profit first works. Okay. And I can explain why that happened, Josh. So prof, people do that often. They take profit first and they go to the chart and they say, okay, I need to be taking this much amount out for profit and this much amount out for, for taxes and so on and so forth. And they just jump straight to the number that it says on the piece of paper, it's actually page 71 in the book. They jump straight to that number and go. Well, here's the problem with that. You can't go there to those percentages if you're not there today. So you have to gradually make your way to those numbers. So say, for example, you're paying yourself right now 5% of everything you bring in. Okay. And you really should be paying yourself 20% of everything you should be bringing in. Okay. You can't jump from five to 20 in one day, one pay period, let's go. You are going to leave yourself with with a deficit in cash. But maybe you take out 5% this month. Next month, you take out 6%. And we look for some savings so that you can pay yourself 6%. And then next quarter, we'll pay ourselves 7%. And then maybe 8% then following. It could be up to six to eight quarters. And in fact, with my clients, we go up to eight quarters to get them to the number that is in profit first, that is a good allocation for them to take. We don't jump them there in one night because you're exactly right. You're going to leave yourself without cash. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's give yourself a little bit of time. It's okay. Rome wasn't built in a day. Hopefully you're going to, you know, you're going to be in business for many, many years. Yes. We want to get to the point uh, where, you know, you can have, uh, you know, and I think a lot of folks, you know, especially depending on the stage of business you're in, if, you know, if you're earlier stage, you just want stability, you know, how nice would it be, you know, when your friends are just cashing that, you know, cashing that payroll check twice a month, you know, nice and steady, they know so what to you. expect, you know, <laughs> so sometimes we look over back over on the other side of the fence, like, huh, yeah, I remember those days, that was nice. <laughs> Well, profitability but, is stability. And yes. that is something that I, if you are not profitable, you're not stable, period, end of sentence. And, and that is a terrible feeling. But but Josh, I just want to share something because you you challenged us to before we came on the call. You said, you need to give $20,000 worth of benefit mm -hmm. to our listeners. So, you know, yeah. here, I'm going to do that for you. Okay. Okay. Real quick. Real quick. So here's in general, and it depends on the size of the business and how much in revenues they have. But let me just tell you something. If you were to increase your profit margin, meaning your gross margins, after you pay for some basic expenses in the business, just by 1%, just mm -hmm. 1%. Do you know what that does to your profit bo bottom line? 
almost 15% increase. Yes, sir. And if you increase your sales, 17%, okay, oh, that's a big number, is it? Divided by 12, that's 1% more a month. You can maybe figure that out. Increase your sales by 17%. Do you know what that does to your profit? Yeah. It doubles it. Yeah. You know, so something I, I, I was- $20,000 worth of uh, benefit right there. Yeah. And one thing, you know, on that note, and and I really appreciate that you're right, because that's, that's how the numbers work. Um, it, you know, increasing your- um, your your ticket price, right? Or, or your the the your price that you charge, right? If you increase the profit margin, and um, you know, I was just having a conversation about this, like, well, you know, and they were sharing, you know, so we increased our prices from five to twelve thousand dollars, five thousand dollars to twelve thousand dollars. Wow. Number of sa- number of ticket sales plummeted. Right. Sure. It, it just, it slashed it in about half. However, can you talk about if, let's say your cost of goods sold is like 4,000 or 3,500 or something like that, you come up with some round numbers to make it sure. make sense. Sure. Talk well, about why like that might be a really smart strategy to take a, a dip in total number of sales. Um, but that profit is just so much beefier now. Absolutely. And Warren Buffett actually talks about that. He talks about it and he says, look, do you rather have a $5 million company that's giving you $100,000 worth of profit? Mm. Or would you like to have a $1 million company that's giving you thirty dollars to $40,000 worth of profit? Okay. So why? Because what it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Mm-hmm. Warren Buffett 101. Number two, think of the thrash and the work and the effort to be a $5 million company or a $10 million company or a 20 million. It's more resources. It's more people. It's more hiring. It's more firing. It's more everything, more cost of goods of all kinds, not just direct cost of goods sold, but also the overhead and indirect expenses. So $5 million compared to $1 million, a lot more work, a lot more thrash. I'm making the same amount. Yeah. So. Yeah. So sometimes it's a percentage thing. Sure. But sometimes it's just how much effort does it really take to bring home what I, and, and Josh, this is something that a lot of business owners don't think about. They think more is better. More, more, more is more, more, more is more, more. Let's go Mm. more. You know what? How much do you need? Let's start with that number. What do you need? What do you personally as a business owner need? What does the business need? And then let's use those as the foundation and then build to what the target should be, not just more. Maybe you only need to target, say, 3 million a year or 5 million a year, but you've got this thing. You think, oh, no, I got to be 10Xing. I got to be 10Xing. I have seen people 10X and actually achieve the 10X themselves into illness, sickness, and bankruptcy. Why? Because it's not all about 10Xing or increasing everything by 10X, it's about what you keep and oh my gosh, the thrash while you're on your way. Mm-hmm. So those I are the it. conversations that as a CFO, and, and one of the things I bring, you also asked us to think about our superpower. One of the things that I bring to this table is I'm a business coach. So I'm much more rounded, not just the fractional CFO metrics and stuff, which is great. I love that dearly. I'm a spreadsheet nerd, but mm-hmm. I look at the whole Entity. I look at the whole 
owner. I look at, do they have a life plan in addition to a business plan? You know, are they coming home at 10 o'clock at night and starting back up again at six? That's no life. That's no way to live. That's not going to, that's not going to work. So all of that goes into my efforts with the business owner, not just, oh, 7% here and 3% there and whatever. Those are good things. And we do look at them, but we look at, I look at the whole picture along with their processes that support it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Diana Moret and your website is dianamoret.com. When right. somebody goes there, what would they click on? Where, where do they, how do they engage with you? I see this checklist here. Ooh, we can talk about that. Yeah. That's a checklist that I developed because one of my clients said, Diana, how do you look at numbers? And so I created that checklist. I said, okay, I'll share with you how I do it. Here you go. Um, but it's it can be a little bit uh, daunting for the, for the first timer. Um, how do they engage with me? Number one, love to do a strategy session and, and see if really a CFO is something you do need. Believe it or not, it may not be. It may just, you may need some really good bookkeeping and a, and a bit of tweaking and you're, you know, you're good to go. So first, that's the first way is to, to, to set up a meeting with me. But I do want to let everyone know, with your permission, Josh, is that I'm going to be uh, putting a button on the website called uh, Free Workshop. And the free mm. workshop is going to be about those drivers of revenue, profit, and cash flow. So it's going to be a 90-minute web uh, webinar, free. You don't have to do anything, but just sit there and listen, and you might learn a few things. So that would be a great way to get introduced to my work and how I do what I do. This is all very, very essential business adulting activity. <laughs> and, yes. uh, you know, it's like, you know, you might love business owner. You might love working with clients and doing what you do. I'm sorry. There's just, it's part of being in the big boy, big girls club. There's just, there's just times you're going to have to put your big boy, big girl pants on Absolutely. and you're going to have to do things that aren't really fun. Or you can hire a fractional CFO or someone to help you manage that side of your business. But there are major consequences to your lifestyle if you don't do this. Certainly to your longevity, your ability to you know keep and retain amazing you know talent and, and certainly serve your clients in the way that they deserve to be served. So oh, Diana Marie. Brett, this is fantastic. Thank you so Thanks. much for having joined us. Again, your website is dianamoret.com. Make sure to go to Diana's website, grab the button so you can sit through the workshop because it's, again, it's it's 101 stuff that I think that we all, I think as business owners, you, you want to have some level of literacy in this so that you can speak the language with your fractional CFO, with your financial staff, with your tax planner. Yeah. Um, but um, again, Diana, you can also... Um, I'm sure share with them, you know, what it's like to work with a fractional CFO. Um, I can tell you it is nice uh, as, as a CEO to be able to share some of that burden. Cause I think a lot of times some of the worries in our business generally revolve around money. And it's really nice to have a buddy there to say, okay, uh, yes, this is today. However, here's how we can improve this situation three, six months from now. And, you know, it's just nice to have someone in your corner. So really I, I love, love, love fractional CFOs. Thank you, Josh. I love, I love being, I love doing this work. And in addition to that, I think we help owners sleep well at night. Mm, yep. Which awesome. is a gift to everybody that they're involved with. 
I love it. Diana, thank you so much for joining us again. DianaMoret.com. Thanks, Diana. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.